Can I ask you a question? Why do you keep going back to that old diet if the improvements didn't stick? You still don't feel well. You still are chasing weight loss. Well, how about taking a different approach than keep spinning the same wheel over and over again? Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple. Are you tired of chasing fad diets and endless workouts? Frustrated and confused by the conflicting advice on health and weight loss? Well, you're not alone. I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I'm here to guide you on a different path through holistic wellness. Together, we'll blend ancestral wisdom with scientific principles, making health and weight loss a reality. Say goodbye to yo-yo dieting and hello to simple, individualized steps that will help you reach your goals. Let's explore the power of healing your gut, optimizing your metabolism, and embracing whole foods. Ready to make that personalized wellness a reality? Let's get started on your journey to real health. Hey, hey there. We've all heard that famous quote that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yet, when it comes to diet and going back to that same diet, we aren't really expecting different results. We want the same ones or as better as we got the last time. But this time, we just want them to stick. I've said this, and I've heard it way too many times to count. I know what to do. I've done it before. I'm just struggling to get started. Or the age-old question, is it worked the last time and I'm doing the same thing? Why am I not seeing the results I saw the last time? Between these two thought processes, it is no wonder why it is so difficult to make any kind of lasting progress. Friends, let's have a bit of a heart to heart today. You're a little bit older now. You've been told you have small underlying health issues. Maybe not, but you know you have the symptoms. You might even have a diagnosis of some minor ailment that's common like diabetes, thyroiditis, something of that. And your natural thought is, If I get this extra weight off, I'll be back to my old, healthy self. We have been conditioned to some extent that removing the excess weight clears up the problems we're dealing with. That actually depends on what the problem is and how you lose that excess weight. The reality that we have to face is that your body is not the same as it was the last time you did that diet, whether it be 20, 15, 10, five years ago, or even a few short months ago, our bodies are constantly changing to what's been thrown at them. It's a really hard reality to face. We like things simple. We like things black and white. We want to know that we did X and we got Y and that when we do X again, we're going to get Y. It is time we face the reality that our bodies are constantly changing, adjusting, reacting to everything. What you're eating, what you're exposed to, stress, sleep, exercise. Well, then on top of that, you have aging and all the internal changes that are happening. Oh yeah, and don't forget the accumulation of everything you've put your body through until today. You know, some of you were gentle. Some, not so much. You know, life. 
those extreme fad diets that you've done in the past didn't do your body all that good. And don't forget the nonstop hamster wheel of life you've been on. It often makes us think that we aren't super stressed because we're always go, 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 go all the time that we don't understand the stress that that puts on our body. Is this some sort of sign? Am I trying to tell you you can't improve your health? You can't lose weight? No, absolutely not. Everybody can improve their health at any age, no matter what you've put your body through. You can also lose some extra weight. Don't worry about it. You can do it. It's how you do it. It needs to be approached differently, especially if you want lasting results. If you don't want to keep doing this spinning yo-yo of getting better, getting worse, getting better, getting worse. While you're healing, while you're working on it, while you're supporting your body, you will feel like that to an extent. But if we put in the work now, slow and steady, we'll get there. It's time to stop sorting through all those quick fixes and fad diets and shiny objects and start thinking about the long game. We're all getting older. We don't want to be on this hamster wheel. It's time to think long-term rather than immediate gratification. We've all been there. We've started our diet. We've lost the weight. We felt better, but not great. We, didn't, we felt better, but not great. And then for whatever reason, we couldn't get it to stick. Whatever got us there, we couldn't stick to it. I have been there myself. The very first time I lost a significant amount of weight, it was close to 100 pounds, I don't remember exactly. It was in the 90s, I was in my 20s. So it was all about low fat and no fat and lots of exercise. I would work out two to three hours a day, six to seven days a week. I am not kidding, that was my schedule. That was my workout schedule. An hour of cardio, and an hour or two of weightlifting. Eventually, my career progressed. So life started taking over. I started hanging out with friends more, dating, doing things that adults do. Life took over. The workouts became less sustainable with my life schedule and my work schedule. That way of eating also left me on some... An energy roller coaster. We've talked about that. The highs and lows of energy. I was constantly eating because all I was really eating was um, things that weren't fueling me long term. And then I started developing autoimmune issues like rheumatoid arthritis and PCOS. Ay, yay, ay. You see how when you don't do it the right way for your body, things can come undone rather quickly. I didn't have a deep understanding of how to support my body at that point in time. I didn't understand that all that exercise was a huge stress on my body. The lack of fat when my hormones were in a childbearing years was a problem. Eating high sugary foods constantly. Now, even though I ate a lot of whole foods, a lot of fruits and vegetables because they were, you know, no fat. There was also tons of snack well treats because, again, those were no fat. 
looking at foods outside and what supports your body and nourishes your body. My body was craving fatty foods because it needed the fat to support my hormones at that point in time. I didn't know that. I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't have the knowledge that over-exercising is as much of a problem as under-exercising. I mean, even elite athletes end up with issues because of their exercise regime. We think exercising a lot must be good. It's not always. So now let's take a look and take a step back. How do we build and look at things from a sustainable way? It's hard because I understand how quick, easy packaged foods make your life simple. It makes so that you can get food on the table for you and your family quickly and easily in your busy lifestyle. But what are they doing to your health? And then when we try to implement or change everything at once, it's easy to fall back onto those patterns. So instead of going, I'm going to give up all that stuff, yeah, eventually the idea is to get it all out of your day-to-day regular routine. But first... Let's look for some healthy steps that will be sustainable. What small swaps can you start with? Simple things, not a complete overhaul. I know you feel like you need the complete overhaul. And you probably do. We all do at times. But if you make the small swaps a little at a time, that complete overhaul comes painlessly. It's very painful when you do it all at one time. I'm going to answer that nagging question. Doing it this way will make your results come slower. But remember, slow and steady wins the race. The changes you are making need to be looked at also through the lens of your current health, your current activity levels, and your current stress. Oh, and don't forget to look at your lifestyle. Don't say you're going to work out eight days a week when there's only seven, I know that was a joke, bad one. But if you work 45, 50 hours a week, have an hour commute each way, saying that you're going to work out every day may not be sustainable because your body also needs rest. And it's not done this in a long, long time. So maybe 15 minutes, three times a week at home is a good place to start and then increase on that as you can. And always remember, health is a constant moving target. Even when you think you have everything under control, you still need to pay attention to how your body's reacting because it's going to yell or tell you when something's off. The basics are always the best place to start. We always apply the basics. I know you've listened to me in the past. It's the same thing. Eat real whole foods, work on building muscle, prioritizing protein, reducing stress, and getting some sleep. Those are the best places to start. But you also have to break that down into smaller steps. Build a basic outline of what you're going to do each week. What new habit are you going to work on each week and build on it? Don't go overhaul everything at once. We've already talked about this. We're going to make little tiny steps one at a time. Now, as you build this plan... You're going to also have to come to terms with whatever's actually going on in your body and also address that. Some foods become a temporary no-go and there are going to be some foods for some that may become a permanent no-go. 
It all depends on what's going on with you and how your body's reacting to them, both physically and mentally. So you've got to pay attention. For example, if you're a celiac, wheat, especially of gluten, is off the table and probably will never be an option because of what it does to your body. However, a sensitivity to something might actually mean working on your gut health and then finding the amount you can tolerate. For example, I have had a tomato intolerance or I developed a tomato intolerance or found it a few years back. So I cut out tomatoes for almost a whole year while I worked on gut health. And then I started reintroducing them slowly. So I tolerate tomatoes now, not as much as I used to eat, but I can tolerate them. I'll never be able to go back to eating two and three tomatoes all at one time because I used to cut them up and make them the foundation of my salad instead of lettuce. That's not going to happen. It's way too much for my system to handle. But I can have salsa. I can do chili now. I can even do tomato sauce. So I can introduce them because I did the work on the other end. And it goes back to supporting the health of the body today, not five years ago and not five years from now. Not even a few months ago. Whatever's going on today, focus on your current situation. If you know eating a very specific candy bar, whatever that is, triggers you to go binge eating, that is a no-go for you until you can mentally wrap around it. And for some people, they'll never get there. Others will learn how to moderate. Everybody's individual. So that's the mental aspect. If foods set you off the deep end on binge eating, if they send you into depression, if they give you anxiety, those are all signs that you need to figure out if there's something underlying going on, if there's some gut healing that needs to happen before you can reintroduce them, or if they're just no-go foods. Sometimes food freedom is not eating the foods that trigger bad behavior. And oftentimes we are dealing with things far longer than we know what the thing is. So we have these symptoms, but we don't have a condition to go along with it. So it kind of puts us in a different position for support. We might have been dealing to the point where we've caused damage in the area. Something like Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease, which if prolonged is in your body for a long period of time, causes thyroid problems and damage to it. Whether that damage can be undone or not, It depends on the person and the severity. So just know that you can only do the best you can, but you need to support your body where it's at. So you might be wondering right now, what can you do on your own? Because I'm starting to sound complicated. I get it. It's even complicated for me sometimes. An elimination diet is one thing you can do on your own. But remember, there are many moving parts and nuances of an elimination diet. We have to remember we want to support our body on top of removing offending foods. If you're a type 2 diabetic, removing the foods that cause glucose spikes while simultaneously working on your insulin sensitivity through things like building muscle, reducing stress, and gut health will get you to a better place quicker. You see, that's where there's moving parts. Sometimes it's not just food. It's the lifestyle too. These are just a couple of examples of why it is important to adjust what you're doing to your current health issues. Depending on what's going on with your health, 
And if you really want to support it through nutrition, you might want to think about reaching out to someone who is trained in nutritional therapy, someone like myself, who can give you personalized recommendations based on what you've been diagnosed with, what your blood results say, and oftentimes there's a thorough questionnaire so that we can get to the bottom of what's going on and what your body needs nutrient-wise. There's also people that are trained in root cause nutrition. Both of us are worth our weight in gold because it reduces the time involved. See, you don't have to do years and years of research. We've already done it. We have years of education, research, and knowledge that we can give to you to speed up the process. Just remember, we don't replace conventional medicine. We work with it. We help support you on your journey to feel your best. Our goal is to help you discover and teach you how to use foods and nutrients to support you. You want to feel good. Medicine will only get you so far. When you start supporting your body nutritionally, it takes it to the next level. If you want to ask me a question on how it works, any of that, reach out to me. My email is down below in the show notes or reach out to info at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have and direct you to someone else if they're a better fit, depending on your situation. So now you might be wondering, where can you start on your own? Again, this is going to sound like I'm on repeat or something, but the best place to start is with the basics. Real foods. Eat foods that are close as possible to their natural state. Prioritize your protein. As we age, there's this thing called sarcopenia where we start losing muscle mass. Muscle mass helps with insulin sensitivity, so we don't want to lose it. It also helps with us not preventing falls. It helps with bone density. It helps with a lot. By prioritizing your protein, you can help yourself maintain muscle mass. You want to reduce stress for many reasons. Find ways, a few minutes of the day, to take away so that you know that you're working specifically on reducing the stress. Meditating, journaling, even if it's just sitting and drinking your coffee in quiet. Do something to get out the noise out of your head. Focus on something good, something positive. Reduce that stress. Find a way. Move your body. We know how important exercise is and building muscle is. 15 minutes a day, three times a week is a great place to start. Do some weight-bearing exercises. You can find a lot of beginner stuff on YouTube for free. You don't have to spend a lot of money on the gym. You can go to YouTube for free to get started. And then this is a biggie. Focus deep on gut health. Your gut is the key to alleviating many symptoms you're experiencing. And often some you haven't really noticed yet. It's kind of amazing how we don't notice how bad we felt until we feel so much better and then we realize how bad we felt in the first place. But your gut is a really great place to start because all your immune is in your gut. Well, 80% of it or a large part of it. So you want that gut health. You want a diversified gut. You don't want leaky gut. You want all those holes patched up. Fermented foods are the best way to nourish your gut for a uh, the bacteria diversity. Then things like bone broth, collagen, aloe juice, those are all things that will help seal up the lining. The last point I will make is 
the symptoms you are feeling are your body's way of telling you that something's wrong. Stop trying to ignore them, stifle them, put them in a box, and pretend they aren't there. They will not go away until you address them. And eventually, they will get so loud that you have no choice but to stop and deal with them. You will be ill. You will be in pain. You will not be able to get out of bed. Whatever it is, your body will make you stop and address the symptoms. Now, the symptoms are the outward signs of something deeper, but we need to start listening to them and starting somewhere. There is a place to start. So we actually need to start addressing our body when these symptoms are only whispering to us. It's much easier to start cleaning everything up when they're in a whisper than in a shouting match. And on that note, friends, until next time, bye. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you got some nuggets to take on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. If you found this podcast helpful, could you take 30 seconds and leave a review? Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps others discover my show. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Until next time, have a blessed day.